Episode seven of what? On. <laughs> We're recording this on September 7th. I wonder if that means anything. And I also tried to say that I was I 37, so. but I'm not. I'm 38. And then she tried to tell me that there was a Smashing Pumpkins song called 38. 38 years old, never kissed a girl. How many people are you of? Wait, how many of you are like, have a little tick right now because it's the tragically hip? I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just so excited. I was listening to, uh, I don't know, something the other day, Amazon Smash music and or something. And, 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 and it came on and I was like, oh, by the hip. this is a song about 1970. Were you born in 1979? No, the Smashing Pumpkins have a song. That's I know. Were you born in 1979? No, I can't. I'm not doing math right now. My I'm God. out of school. Jeff was born oh in 1979. I was not born until 1984. That's disgusting. 84. Oh, that's right. I'm an 84 sheepdog for all you. Sheepdog? Have you ever seen Dumb and Dumber? Yes. When they're looking for the 84 sheepdog? No. Their van? Oh. Uh, you know, and they're like, we're looking for an 84 sheepdog. That's a vintage movie, Jenny. I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I said something oh, about a vintage caterpillar yesterday. Big eyeballs. Oh, she's so excited. I told Jeff, I said, I saved from the vintage caterpillars today. It saved my whole, or it. It uh, made my whole day. What do you mean? You know, like, have you seen all the caterpillars this year? They're really weird looking. But are they tent caterpillars? The ones oh, that are I've eating all the trees? Seen those, but like, the, what, they're eating my plants. The ones and, that I'm like, they're gray and anyway. Yeah. But you know, like the the vintage caterpillars that are like black and yellow. The vintage. Like, what what makes them vintage? Old school. Old school. What from when you're a kid and the ones that you could pick up? Oh, not the new. Not the new ones that not you're not the, sure if they're going to kill you. Not the Gen you. X. Right. Gen Z. Not the millennial. Not the millennial caterpillars. caterpillars. The old school. Old school caterpillars. 1979. What kind of caterpillars are they? I don't know. Black and yellow. What do they become? Butterflies. You're such a twit. <laughs> <laughs> don't they? What kind of butterflies? Monarchs. I don't think so. I don't think so either, but I don't know any other kind of butterfly. I know there's other butterflies, but I don't know what they're called. <laughs> the little white ones. You know, there's yellow ones. And pink ones. Yeah. Like, anyway, you saved a vintage caterpillar. Yeah. I was walking my dog and we were coming da back down the road and um, it was trying to cross the road. And I was like, oh my God, this caterpillar is never going to make it. So I picked up a leaf and he got on it. And then I took him across and put him on the other side of the road. And then like four cars went by. It literally saved that caterpillar's life. He probably climbed up in a tree, ate it. And now the tree's dead. No, it was the vintage caterpillar, not oh, a tent They're caterpillar. good caterpillars? Yes. You can hold them in your hand. Yeah. And they have like the little nose. They have a nose. You know, like the little... You should see this. <laughs> this is, it means nothing to you in not audio a world. Nose. But she's doing a little gentle like, tap on like the end of her... Boop. Stuffed animal nose. on the end of her nose. Yeah, okay. This is Anywho. Started out well. Let's try that again. Welcome to episode seven of Un... We know what we're doing. Do we? <laughs> no. She just told me before that she was going to break up with me because I didn't know how to use my mic yet. Again, she was trying to talk into her mic and she's like, I don't hear anything. Every it wasn't week, turned on. Every, every damn week. week. I don't kidding. know. You'd think I'd figure it out, but it's okay. I don't have any more room in my brain. That's, I think that's a good thing. What's up? Well, I'll tell you. 
I'd love for you to. <laughs> I went to the beach for lunch and I ate too much. Seaweed? Yep. <laughs> no, I can't. Uh, I can't tell you what I ate because you'll make fun of me. Oh, well, then tell me. Plant-based oh. hot dogs. How oh, gross. They're pretty good. You ate plant-based hot dogs? On, on a gluten-free bun. On the beach? Yeah. Did you set them on a rock and let them cook in the sun? Um, actually, I did set them on a rock and cook them over a fire because I had cut alders to cook them on. You had a beach fire at noon? Yeah, I met Jeff there for lunch and we <laughs> had a little beach fire. <laughs> Because he's working in Ingles' head. So I was like, oh, my God. Oh, it's really middle. cold down there. Is so you need, it's not. Oh, it's I usually cold and windy in Ingles' funky. head. But he didn't have his knife to sharpen the alders. Oh, so he used your teeth? We cooked them on a rock. He found some sort of, after I swore at him and put them on a rock and you, said, why don't you have your knife? Oh, you put, you, I put you made hot, a little hot plate? Yes. Out of a rock? Yes. I could survive in the wilderness. I don't want to, but on I could. plant-based hot dogs, totally natural. I could eat leaves and you think they vintage grow in trees? Caterpillars. <laughs> they won't harm you. Plant-based hot dog tree if in I the backyard. Yes, I do. I I grow my own hot dogs. Yeah. Fun. Jeff doesn't eat the plant-based hot dogs. What is that a plant-based hot dog? I don't even know what's in a real hot dog. Uh I read the ingredients because I was like, I don't feel like if you're eating all these weird ingredients, they're any better for you than a regular hot dog. But it was like stuff I could pronounce. But now I forget what it was. Oh. I feel like it might have been chickpeas or something. A chickpea hot dog. Mm. Was it rubbery like a hot dog? It was like the same texture as a hot dog. Really? It was delicious. Makes me wonder. I ate two. Did you? I did. On a gluten-free bun? Yep. Did you have condiments on it? Spicy mustard. Spicy mustard. What did Jeff eat? A regular hot dog. Chicken or beef? Beef. Beef are the best on a hot fire. On a, on a hot <laughs> fire, not on a cold fire, <laughs> mind you. But if you have a really hot fire, those cold fires. Yeah. No, like on an open fire. I know. There's nothing better a, than a camp on a like, stick. Yeah. But those beef ones, and they kind of like get all like greasy and sweaty, mm. and mm. nothing like a hot dog. Nothing. I bet your uh, chickpea hot dog didn't get any grease I don't on it. No, if it was chickpea. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Well, um, your homework for this week class is to find out what kind of caterpillars Jenny was eating. No, oh, saving. saving. <laughs> she said she could eat them, though, if she had if to survive had to. in the wilderness. If I had to. Now that you're friends with them, you just lure them onto a And then I eat them. Leaf. You could, oh, you could just roll them. You could make a little wrap. Smoke them. A caterpillar wrap. Oh, God. I mm -mm. Crunch. They eat caterpillars, like, over in other parts of the world. Yeah. They eat, like, bugs. Mm. Mm -mm, not for me. No? You wouldn't need a bug? No. Well, if I was dying of starvation, <laughs> I might. Have you ever eaten a bug? I suppose so. Like got a bug in your mouth? I ate some sand at the beach. What were you doing? <laughs> it was on my hot dog bun. Oh. It was crunchy. That's not a fun story. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. You could have really gone somewhere with that, I Jenny, know. but you let me down. Oh, I'm sorry. What's up with you? I did not have plant-based hot dogs on the beach, <laughs> but I did go sit in the sun. It's really beautiful it's out today. beautiful today. And uh, hot. And I went out and sat on my deck for a few minutes and closed my eyes. And there are like millions of crickets or a lot. cicadas. Or, I don't think we have cicadas here. but We do, but they're not here anymore. Like they're here like in the hot, hot part of August. Oh, okay. So I love gone. that you figured that out, that you know that. What? Cicada. Because we had to Google what that noise was oh. last summer. Oh. Well, I, w I didn't know what a cicada was until I went to Italy. And the cicadas, well, I think I went in, well, it may have been the first part of August, pre-pandemic. Years ago? 
<laughs> no, Cohen and I went, I don't know what year oh, it was, yeah. like 2017. I think I remember like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it was cool. And do you know about cicadas? Well, sort of, because we Googled it. What did you know? Well, we wanted to know what that noise was, and then we figured it out. What did you do? What did you Google? What's that noise in my What's backyard? What's that noise? Um, hey, Siri, what's that noise? I don't know. Jeff Googled it, and I don't remember now what he put in, but then I remember when he figured out what it was, he's like, oh, John Cicada. And I was like, John Cicada? Yeah, the singer. Yeah, I remember from him. Like the 80s. I forgot about him. Or 90s. What does he sing? Google that, somebody. <laughs> Could you please just make us a list? My head. Anyway. It's a love song, isn't it? But like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. But they like, they only live for like. They live for a long time. Oh, I thought they lived for like two days. I don't know. But they oh. bury themselves. They are like underground. They like, Gross. they're like in this non live. I don't know what you call it. Do you think it's like a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not hibernation. Um, actually, when I was in, I think it was when we were in Athens, maybe. Anyway. We might have been, yeah, I don't know where we were. We might have been in Greece. That is in Greece. <laughs> She's flipping okay. her hair all the while. <laughs> Just, I am not. Her diamond shoes my are hair. too tight, and all the her pussies okay. in her wallet. Anyway, we were in Greece, in Athens, and we went for a walk, and there was this big fence, and it was covered with all these snails, and they were like rainbow stripe. They were white with like these pretty rainbow really? stripes around them, and, and they I, were real. Well, they were all dried up. Oh. So I thought this shell was really pretty. So I kind of like picked, they were, it was like they got baked in the sun and they were baked on this yeah. fence. So anyway, I picked one off and I put it in my pocket because it was really pretty and I, you know, I like shells. So anyway, I got home from Italy. Oh, I was washing my clothes and the shell was in my pocket. So I took it out and I have a little um, tray of shells in my bathroom. So I just set it in this little tray of shells. Anyway, about a month or so later, I went into the washroom and the snail was climbing on my plant because it was in this dormant state. And I looked it up and I don't remember what it was called, but they go into this dormant state until they have like enough moisture or whatever. So I suppose, and being in the bathroom where it was moist, it came alive and it, oh it lived. Oh my in, Lord. I kept like finding it in random places in the bathroom. I put it back on the plant. So it lived for, I don't know, a few weeks after that in my bathroom. Really? And it was months. It was like it was months after we were in Italy. Really? And it came across the ocean. Came in a plane. It's an invasive species. Well, it's invasively dead now. But anyway. Can you imagine if you had to put it outside? Oh my God. <gasps> It would have mated with our snails. Oh my God. Be a hybrid. Then what? We'd have rainbow snails. Have everywhere. you ever seen those tiger slugs? Oh, the leopard slugs? Leopard slugs. Oh, for the love of God. Yes. They're they like are... eight feet long and they can eat small children. Oh my God. They're rampant this year. Yeah. They're really bad. We've had them a lot go for a long oh, time. I've never gross. seen them before that, but they're not I've head seen now. them like probably 10 years ago. I saw yeah. my first one and we were like mortified, but they've just been coming more, uh, common. Yeah. Oh, they're all over my yard. They're apparently good. Really? I think. Well, somebody said that they, uh, came here on a ship or something <laughs> from Italy, from Italy in your in pocket. Somebody's pocket. Yeah. Like they're not supposed to be here. <laughs> Stick your hand in your pocket. Ugh. What's that? A snail? <laughs> anyway, they're, they're, 
about what six to twelve inches long. Oh, yeah. They're big. Like some of them are really big. As big around as your and thumb. like literally spotted like a leopard. And they have like a little hard shell in them too on their back. Oh really? Yeah, it crunches if you step on it. Oh gross. Don't. I almost stepped on one the other day. I was gardening. You could like literally slip like on a banana peel kind of thing <laughs> on them. They're so big. Like a cartoon. Yeah. So gross. I bet people eat those somewhere. Oh, I'm sure of it. I wonder if they're like escargot. You could try them, Jenny, with some garlic butter. It'll be next oh, week. You're allowed to have butter on your plant-based diet? Vegan butter. Oh, could you put a little vegan butter on, on my plant-based hot dog? Your plant-based snail. Do you know what the best I thing in the world make to a new eat is? recipe book of locally based um, species. Vintage non-invasive species. Leopard slugs <laughs> and plant-based hot dogs. <laughs> Sounds delicious. Jenny's new cookbook. Anyway, gross. Okay. Yeah. Holy, that was 13 minutes of everybody's life. Wasted That time. we wish we could get back. Time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I uh, started school this week. That's what's up with me. How's the kids? Oh, you know, they're so happy to see me. Yeah. Thrilled. Did they hug you? couple did. Yeah. Yeah. I had a couple hugs. I had a couple, uh, really like your podcast. Really? Oh yes. I was like, Oh, (laughs) (laughs) whoops. I'm nervous. Uh, one kid told me that she had to listen to it on her friend's device because her mother has the parental controls (laughs) set on her. Whoops. (laughs) She couldn't get it because it was explicit. Sorry about your luck. This is what kids are doing nowadays, Jenny. They're sneaking into the basement of their friend's house and listening to our podcast. Huh. Whoops. Be careful what you say. I was talking uh, to a lovely gal uh, just before lunch and she was talking about our podcast. She really likes it. She said she's a podcast junkie. Yeah. I said that you are too. Yeah. Yeah. And she likes it. She's she does. She, she really likes up there it. with the, yeah. with the rest of with the junk. With the rest of the junk. <laughs> no, she was like, loved talking about it. Like she was really like happy about it. Yeah. Yeah. So the kids are good. How's um, your, okay. how's yeah. your real kids? My kids? Yeah. How are they doing? Um, Saul is living his best life. I love it already. Yeah, and it's like three days in. Oh yeah. He loves it. I went, we moved him in on Saturday and, um, I stood between in the room that he's in. This room right here is about twice the size of his dorm room. Oh, fuck. I, uh, is he by himself? No, he, oh, no, there's two fuck. of them. And I, I stood in the middle of the room and put my arms out to my sides and both of my hands were, were laying on top of their mattresses. That's how much room there is between their beds. Cozy. And, and they've just met? And their bunk beds. So they have to climb up into them. Saul's so like, I don't know how tall he is. Maybe six He's feet. He's pretty tall. Anyway, can you imagine him? <laughs> Does he have a little desk underneath the bunk bed? The desk is beside the bunk bed. And there's a little hobbit hole under the bunk bed where he can store things like bodies and such. <laughs> like you know, as you body. do in Bible school. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a first. <laughs> Put it in the cage. <laughs> no one will that find it. Terrible. Anyway, yeah, there wasn't there wasn't a whole lot of room That's in there. So teeny tiny. And Cohen got up on his bed and lay down, and she was like head to toe on his bed, and she's like five foot two. So oh, <laughs> poor like, guy. <laughs> his like from the knees down are going to be hanging out over the foot of the bed. Ninety degrees. Why? It's a good experience. We had to get him a stool for his desk for his feet. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least he's enjoying it though. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's, he's loving that. So, and then, uh, we got Cohen to university and, um, she has a new roommate this year and she moved into the dorm and her roommate was fully installed in the room. So, 
I'm not sure what happened there Mm -hmm. because there hasn't been a lot of communication. Apparently she doesn't come out of her room a lot. Right. But, um, yeah, she had it all set up. Freezer full of her own food and cupboards full of her dishes. And that's that. Yeah. And when I left Cohen, I felt like I, I didn't, you know, it was sad because she just looked kind of defeated about the whole thing. But then the next day she was like, no, you know what? I'm just going to make the best of it. Yep. It's all you can do. She can do what she wants. If she doesn't want to come out of her room and talk to me, then she, that's up to her. That's her deal. Not mine. It's nice that she has such a big space. Like, and you said that they've got a kitchen and stuff. They have a kitchen and a living room and each have a bedroom. They have to share a bathroom, which she didn't last year, but at least she doesn't sleep with her hand on her (laughs) bed. It doesn't have to hold hand with her. (laughs) So sweet. We gather together. (laughs) Yeah. So, but she had her first class today. It was her birthday yesterday. Oh, yeah. She had her first class today. So friends took her out for supper last night, I think. That's nice. They were going to when I was talking to her. Love it. Yeah. So. Love it. And I've Everybody's been settled. too busy to notice really that. Nobody's around. We've, the thing, we've noticed a couple things that, you know, you didn't really notice with just one kid being gone. Like, uh, it's going to take us an incredibly long time to fill up the dishwasher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what the fuck are we doing with all this food? So your grocery bill is going to be cut in half. Well, Farron went to get Ziploc bags for the freezer today yeah. so we can freeze some stuff because we just don't like we made spaghetti last night and had like enough for the rest yeah, of the week. There's lots of stuff left over. So yeah, that's my like one of my biggest problems with cooking. I've never learned to cook for just two people. Yeah. I always cook for at least four or six. Yeah. But we eat leftovers for lunch a lot. So yeah. Yeah. it's okay. But. Well, I made a six week menu plan. Oh, yeah. And I went and got all the uh, non-perishables on the way back, 300 oh. and some dollars. Wow. But That's like good. I said, like, so a lot of it's stuff that I can freeze. And then, you know, if I do this cycle again, yep, can just pull out the spaghetti sauce that's already made now to buy that stuff again. Yeah. So that's awesome. So that, you know, planning ahead. You know what I love. I know. You're a big freak about that. I know. I'm all about it. It's yeah. awesome. Makes your life so much easier. It does. Yeah. Especially like when you're working so much. Yeah. 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 I I knew exactly what I was having for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for the next six weeks. So that it is kind of nice. Yeah. It takes a little bit of the stress off you. One less thing to think about. And then you don't eat crap. Yeah. Totally. I made, had some homemade soup for lunch. Like vegetable soup? Beef soup? Um, Chicken soup. It was. (laughs) All of the above? (laughs) Hot dog soup. (laughs) It was chicken noodle rice soup, mm. sort of. It was like you took a limp, a limpton, no, a limpton cup, like the big pack, big packages. Oh, here we go. I don't know what's happening. Oh, it's my son. Anyway, he's, holy, well, it's pretty you long. should see wow. the text message that just came up on one. her. Watch. I'll read that later, like when I have an hour or two. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, what was I saying? Lip- I get distracted. Limpton. Yeah, it was like Lipton. Lipton, the big packages, not the individual soup in a cup one, okay. but the bigger ones. A box of that. And then you just added like two carrots and uh, some celery and some onion, a little bit of dill, water, boiled her up. Where'd you find that recipe? Um, I I'm I have a diabetic cookbook. Oh, are you a diabetic? No, but it's... I didn't know. It's good for things like salt and sugar yeah. and that kind of thing. So it had the plan all in it. 
So that's why I'm using where my plan came from. Oh. So that's what I made for lunch. And then I had a half of a bagel with cream cheese and some salmon. Yum. Where'd you get your salmon? In a can. Oh, like flaked salmon. I thought you meant like smoked. No, 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 no. It probably would have been really good with smoked salmon, Either but or. I didn't have it. Sock on. I'm not on a smoked salmon kind of budget right now. Do you like smoked salmon? Yeah. I love smoked salmon. I do. I love all smoked fish. I had a student once whose dad makes the best smoked salmon. Really? Yes. So jealous. Lives like across the road from your dad, sort of. Anyway, and she used to bring it in her lunch and I'd be like, mmm, yummy. So good. So at the end of the year, she bought me a big bag oh. of it for teacher gift. I love that. That was awesome. Oh, I know who you mean now. Yeah. <laughs> good. Yeah, he does make good smoked it's salmon. It's pretty good. Yum. Yeah, so... Holy, we have covered a lot of stuff in this 20 minutes. How this time is flying I by. know. I, and probably the people on the other end that are just sitting They're probably there going, sleeping. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Caterpillars and smoked salmon, chicken noodle soup. <laughs> this is what I'm listening to. For Turns real. out I am very busy. Oh, oh, oh. We went to, um, on Sunday morning, we went to the Van Gogh exhibit. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was so amazing. Was it so cool? Yes, it was. So you walk in and there's like, uh, eight or nine panels that kind of, that have, um, the story of his life on them. Mm -hmm. And then you go into this big, huge room and the, all the walls and the floor are all like they, it's just projections of his paintings That's cool. and things move like in the starry night, the stars come out one at a time. Like the moon comes up from the floor and then the stars come out one at a time and then the trees go and That's so it cool. was like it was really moving i have this thing for van gogh i really you love him i do he's a redhead that's part <laughs> of the reason but also because he he um took his own life when he was 37 and he had a lot of mental health issues but um he only sold one painting what when he was alive really and i just think he felt worthless and he just had terrible, like, well, he had a bad life. Mm -hmm. He was, he had a lot of health, mental health issues. And I just think here we are like, and this is just one of thousands of these exhibits, right? Here are all these hundreds of thousands, I don't know, maybe millions of people mm -hmm. sitting in these rooms, marveling at him and his life and how much he has come to mean. And he never knew. I know. It just broke my heart that it, it was just really sad that, that he never knew how much he was loved. And it was really interesting too, because they, uh, I didn't know this before they, one of the things that they did to treat his mental illness was, uh, he had a doctor that gave him digitalis, which I don't really know what that is, but it's from the foxglove. It's, it's plant-based, Jenny. It's from Ooh. the foxglove plant. Ooh. And one of the side effects of it is that it, um, makes you see things in kind of, uh, yellowish green kind of put, Instead of rose-colored glasses, oh. you have like a yellowish-green tint. Mm. So if you look at some of his later paintings, a lot of the tone of the paintings is a greenish or yellowish tint. How do you know all this? I read it. Like, did you have a book on Van Gogh? Well, I've learned things over the years because I Google love it? him. How no, did you this was at the exhibit. It was in the, like, each, there was like a big panel that had some interesting facts about his life on each mm. different panel. And that was one of them that talked about... Um, how he saw. And another thing that they said was that it causes you to have like this Corona. Like when you look at things, you know, when you look at Christmas lights and you kind of squint your eyes and they're all like soft and glowy. Mm -hmm. Well, he had that, that digitalis causes that 
permanently. So you have like this Corona around things when you look at them. Okay. So they were talking about the starry night and how the stars looked kind of like glowy, Mm -hmm. but they're saying that is probably how he saw them. Hmm. He painted over 2000 paintings in his life. And I think 800 or maybe it was, I don't remember the number. Anyway, he painted like 860 of them in the last two years of his life when he was, he was in a psychiatric hospital in, um, I want to say France. Really? And he painted like, he was painting like a painting a day some days. Wow. Yeah. That's very interesting. It is very interesting. A lot of artists are very tortured people. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess one good thing about being tortured is you're, you can be very creative. Yeah. It's a good way to get your, get it out maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. That's so interesting. Love it. So if you ever get a chance to go see it. It travels. Yeah. 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 So we went to the one in Charlottetown. When I went to Vegas in the spring, there was one there too, but I oh, didn't yeah, get I to go see that. it. But yeah. So cool. Farron went too, and he thought it was very cool and interesting. So, so nice. Yeah. Where'd you stay in Charlottetown? Um, we stayed at a cabin. Oh. Yes. Rustico nice. Acres, I believe it was called. Very nice. Yeah. I love it over there. So yeah, we didn't do a whole lot. We went to the boardwalk. Mm-hmm. for just a stroll and then we oh we went to the beach and saw it. Cohen has to go to the sunset every night so we went to the beach um Brackley Beach okay. and watched the sunset and walked on the beach and very nice saw some sandpipers and I saw some sandpipers today I love sandpipers they're so cute they are they just run they don't fly. Nellie chased them Nellie the dog Nellie the dog oh that wasn't very nice you know she's kind of a jerk yeah, and we found some really cool oyster shells on really? the beach too. Yeah. Do you like oysters? I don't think so. Never had them. It's like big giant snot. I agree. Blech. I don't. I think they taste okay. People love them. I like the taste of clams, but oh, I hate clams. I don't oh. like the ugh, <laughs> snotty feeling of clams. I I've never tried an oyster, but like I will never try an oyster. They look so disgusting. Yeah. But people that like them love them. My best friend's like that about bananas. Really? She doesn't like the texture of them. Really? I love bananas. I don't know what the texture is about bananas, but there's there are some things that hmm. the texture of them is cottage like cheese. Tomatoes is a big thing. Tomatoes, like the, the texture. Like the insides of a tomato. Oh, the squishy parts. Yeah. 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 I love tomatoes. Huh. Yeah. Things you didn't know you didn't know or know that you wanted to know. Good about Lord us. in the morning. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> there you go. Very educational first segment. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So now that we've um, enlightened you and educated you in many different aspects of life art, science, bugs. That's science, Jenny. Entomology, the study of bugs. So what do I bug you? (laughs) I just didn't want to say it. (laughs) Come on, Ruthie. It's okay. (laughs) No, you don't. Okay. I'm I'm really excited. I I want to tell you all kinds of things. I want you to learn. I'm teaching you. I think I'm in teaching mode again. Okay. So in my course that I'm taking about your brain, not your brain in particular. Word. It's a really short course. (laughs) So short, like one day. Just kidding. (laughs) One hour. Anyway, the thing that we're working on today is learning to innovate. And what that means in this course is that you are um, learning, you kind of like talking about having an open mind towards things. And 
Uh, but <laughs> I should Spit probably write out, this teach. down. I, I listen to the podcast and I go, Oh my God, you can't even talk. Um, so basically what you're doing is you're look, what he said is there's 10% good, at least 10% good in everything that someone says. So when you're having a conversation with someone, particularly one that's maybe a little fraught with conflict that you look for the 10% that's good in what they say. Okay. And you say something like, what I like about what you said, and you tell them what you like, Mm -hmm. and then you say, and that makes me think of this. And it's kind of like a brainstorming, like it's a way to further their conversation rather than saying, no, you're wrong. I'm right. Kind of thing. Okay. But I really liked what he said. I thought, oh my God, if I had known that, like just that little nugget of information, like even thinking about people that I don't particularly care for and thinking there's 10% good in there. There's, there's probably more than 10%, but, but you know, least... when you don't want to find any good yeah. in anybody, like we had to visualize ourselves as children and, and, um, have empathy for ourselves. And then we had to visualize someone that we had conflict with and, and, um, as a child, mm-hmm and try to muster up some empathy for them. And there were some people I was trying, I was thinking, I'm like, I don't want to visualize them as a child. I want to visualize they're no, not doing it. Just they're nasty ass adult. And I don't like them period. So clearly I need work, but anyway, but just to think like there's at least 10% mm-hmm. good in any, everything that somebody says mm-hmm. or every, any idea that somebody has or just in anybody. So to look for the good. I know people always say, look for the good. Sometimes it's really hard. It is really hard, but there's like, oh, there's got to be a kernel or a nugget in there somewhere. Oh, definitely. People aren't monsters. Well, some people are, but they portray it. But, you know, everybody's born as a good person, I feel. Well, I think everybody has something good. Yeah. I'm not really great at always looking for it. I got to be honest. No, me neither. Especially if it's somebody that really irks you. But I think I swallowed a bug. (laughs) Just, (laughs) just this week, like being more, that's what we're supposed to be practicing this week is just being more aware. And I've already kind of like, I felt uh, stressed a little bit about some situations at school and, and, and I was like, okay, so how what's the 10% that's good in this? Mm -hmm. And how can I take that 10% and capitalize on that? You know, like, um, I don't know what exactly it was. There was, I I got some ideas about some different things. Like uh, I have a kid in one of my classes, I have this kid that is really like looks at the older boys in the class and just kind of, you can see he's just looking for, he wants to fit in and everything. And I'm just like, okay, well, you know, I was getting kind of down about that because I didn't want him to copy bad habits. But mm-hmm. I thought if I could just get them turned on to something positive mm-hmm. and then anyway, just it helped me be a little more creative yeah, about like, solutions. Yeah. A little more understanding as well. I yeah. feel. Yeah. Cause it's hard to find. And what forces. I liked about it, it was, it, it was just like, it didn't close doors. Like if exactly. you had something mm-hmm. that I didn't agree with to find the kernel in it, that was good. That you maybe did agree on. Right. Yes. That, you know, and sometimes you have to be really creative yeah. about it, but then to say what I like about, and it's not, I like your idea because yeah. then that's a judgment, right? But what I like about what you said yeah. is this. 
then that softens that person. Yes, because it you're not like you. You're wrong. I don't right. agree with what you're saying. Right. Yeah, it's just a way of it's not like, harsh. Yeah, and it's not judgmental. And it and I mean, how much I I just feel like if you did that and when you're in it, I haven't practiced it a lot. I'm sure I will have lots of opportunity to do that. But um, just if you can try to find that one good thing mm -hmm. about it, then maybe the conflict would be less of a conflict. Yeah. I find with myself, especially like in my recent years, instead of immediately jumping to the conflict or the judgment or the disagreement, I don't say it right away because I was mm -hmm. a very judgmental mm -hmm. person and I would immediately say what I was thinking and it was always very judgmental. But now instead of when that thought enters my brain, I don't say it. And then I try and shut it out from my brain because just because they're doing something that I don't necessarily agree with mm -hmm. doesn't mean it's wrong mm -hmm. and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So like, why, you know, why would my opinion matter? Mm -hmm. Cause it might just turn them against me. It mm -hmm. might turn me against them. So like, why, why have that conflict if you don't have to, like, it's kind of the same thing. Like, instead of going straight to the judgment, mm -hmm. look to the 10% of what they're yeah, doing. And I, I liked what I liked about this was that, you know, sometimes when somebody says something to you that you don't agree with, or you're in conflict and you don't want to be in conflict, then you, like you said, you, you shut it down, but mm -hmm. it's still there mm -hmm. always, but this, and it just, bubbles. yeah. Ugh. So this, at least this way, it makes your brain look for something mm -hmm. else. It doesn't just try to get rid of that bad negative yeah. emotion. It turns it into you know, okay, so I don't really agree with this, but there's this piece that I do agree with. Yep. So I'm going to share that. And then maybe we can figure something else. And everybody out. still gets their point across. Right. But it's a lot softer. Right. Like and you're not always listening. Do you ever have a conversation with somebody? Whenever you have a conversation with them, you know that they're just waiting for you to stop talking yes. so they can say what they want to say. And yes. you know they had no idea what you said at and all. They're they not listening. No. Yes. So this makes you slow down and really listen to what the other person said. Yeah. Because you have to find that 10%, right? So you're really listening for, huh, what can I find good in what yes. you're saying? Yes. And it's not all about you. Huh. Uh, maybe I need to practice. Practice more. what you preach. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought. Oh my God, if I had known that years ago, if I had that mindset years ago, that could have saved me so much heartache, conflict mm -hmm. and sadness and fighting and all kinds of other things. Yeah. And so also, so I'm teaching this course this year, um, and it's just kind of a mishmash of life skills. Mm -hmm. So right now we're talking about self-esteem. brilliant. <sighs> <laughs> Well, it goes from self-esteem to um, birth control. So it just covers Again, a, wide, brilliant. a wide gamut of <laughs> topics. Anyway, um, and I said to the kids yesterday, we were doing, I've been doing the, if anybody knows about the Miracle Morning, there's like six things that you do every morning. You meditate, you have affirmations, visualizations, uh, exercise, reading, and writing. And so I said, we're going to do each of these things for just a minute at the beginning of class. It's not a big deal. Like you don't have to write a page or anything. You just have to write for a minute because, you know, a lot of them don't like to read or write or do anything that requires effort. 
<laughs> or close their eyes for meditation, but a lot more of them did that today than did than yesterday. So I think that maybe they'll come around to it. Anyway, so I said, I, I do these things myself and I practice them myself. And the reason that I'm sharing them with you is because they're things that I wish somebody would have shared with me 25 years ago, you know? Yeah. And I don't know if you're a te- when you're a teenager, you have the bandwidth to take all that stuff in. But I'm like, why did I have to wait till I was 40? There's so many things that I've learned in the past three to five years that I'm just like, why the <laughs> fuck didn't somebody tell me this before? Yeah. So agreed. If you could talk to your 17 year old self, what would you say? I think the thing that comes to mind the most vividly is I would tell myself to slow down Mm -hmm. because I feel like when you're that age, you're just trying to do it all. Like you Mm -hmm. think that you know it all. You think that you are experienced in everything and you think that you have lived your life when in reality you've you have, you've just begun, Mm -hmm. you know, like you've learned all of the academics that are required of you at that time. You're supposed to anyway. And I just feel like you're just always looking for what's next, what's next, what's next, what's next. And for me at 17, like I had learned a few hard life lessons by the time I was 17, which I think was good for me. Um, they were tough to take, but they made me the person because I was on a a rough, mm-hmm. I was on a downward spiral. And I think that in your plastic pants, in my plastic pants, I squeaky spiral. <laughs> I got stuck. Like I Ross think... in the bathroom. <laughs> oh my God. I love that one. And he like hits himself in the forehead with the lotion. I love it. You were stuck in your plastic okay, pants sorry. with no lotion, no lotion, no powder. And I just feel like, um, learning those and, having Jeff kind of, I've told him multiple times that he has rescued me in more ways than one. I feel like it made me kind of like veer off of that dangerous path. And I feel like, so therefore I was like looking for, you know, I got married when I was 21 and I just feel like then you're like expected for children and you're looking for this huge career and this, that, and the other thing. And I just feel like I wish I had of taken the time to slow down and experience all the things that your twenties are actually four. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I was ready to become an adult yes. and you don't have to at 20. Oh, adulting is so overrated. Adulting is so overrated. Like I yes. feel like I'm less of an adult now than I was in my twenties. Isn't it funny <laughs> how we spend our whole childhood wanting to be an adult yep. and our whole adulthood wanting to, to go be back ch- to. Yes. <laughs> like I feel child. like I am, I, I hate to say <laughs> immature, but I feel like I'm much more carefree in my thirties yeah. than I ever was in my twenties. Cause I was like, I was looking for all these yeah. big monumental things in my twenties. Oh, and society like just knocks at the fuck right oh, out of you. Like, it's awful. I, I feel like the, the minute I took my wedding dress off, people were like, where's the kids? I was like, what the fuck? I'm 20 fucking one. Yeah. Like I'm not ready to be a mother. Yeah. It turns out I would, I'm never ready to be a mother, but I feel like people like you have got so many years ahead of you and people that wait until like, I have a cousin, I think she waited till like she was at least 40, if not over 40 before she had children. I feel like she must've experienced so much in her young life, her Mm -hmm. young adult Mm -hmm. life. And it makes me a little bit not jealous, but like good for her. And it's nice I think when these things are, it's not, I think that a lot of people choose to have kids when they choose to have kids. There's, yes. You know, sometimes it happens and you didn't mean for it to or whatever, yep. but, um, 
a lot of people make the choice, but the why behind them, is it because you're 28 and you're supposed to have a kid by now? Yes. Like, you know, oh my heavens, <laughs> my son is calling in the middle of a podcast. Saul. Speaking of kids. <laughs> anyway. Um, so I don't know. <laughs> knocked me off my game. Um, what was I saying? Uh, right like, out of my brain. You choose to have kids at oh, yeah, a certain age. Yeah. Um, I was talking to uh, one of the kids in my class today and she was talking about university and she's like, you know, like, I don't know if I should take this or if I should take that. I don't really know what I want to do. Do I want to do this? Do I want to do that? And somebody told me I could take this and then I could become a teacher, but I don't really want to become a teacher. And I said, you don't have to do anything mm -hmm. that you don't want to do. Go to university. Experience. She's like, I don't know what I want my major to be. I don't, why do I have to decide? She's said, 17 years old. I said, old. you don't have to decide that right mm -hmm. now. And you know what? If you decide you want to do this and then you find out you're passionate about that, go do that. Yeah. Nobody said, and you know, is, are you a failure because you didn't do university in four years? No. Do what you love. That's what I think. I think I wish somebody had given me permission and allow, you know, I wish I'd given myself permission. It should be normal to not know what you're passionate about. Like right. if you're one of the lucky ones, like I went to school with a girl and she knew from the age of five that she wanted to be a nurse. Like there was just no question. Yes. She never even batted an eye at anything else. And she's been, you know, a nurse in emergency for 20 years. Yeah. And she just changed mm -hmm. uh, positions, which like she's still nursing, but she's just not in emergency anymore. But I feel like at 17, like you're just experiencing life still. You, you know? should be. You should be. And like, I, I hear these people that like, are, and I even actually went to school with a few of them, like they went off and they traveled and mm -hmm. then they've come back and started families mm -hmm. and, you know, met their husbands or their wives mm -hmm. or whatever. And I think that that's what more lenient something. Yeah. I don't know what, because it's like, you, like you have a date book, like your life has a date book. And if you don't do this by this age, there must be something wrong with you. Yes. You know, like, and it's just like, it's heaven pressure. forbid you yeah. just take in your life, you know? Yeah. yeah. And live it. Yeah. I wish that, yeah, that's what I wish for kids these days. That Me they, too. That they could be kids. And they're you still, know? you know, I see these kids like having kids mm -hmm. and they're still babies. Mm -hmm. And I just think, yeah, there's, you know, there's just a rush on to do everything. There's a rush. I mean, there's a rush on to do the serious stuff, like go to university and figure your life out and find a yeah. career and blah, 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 and blah. And then you're 25 and you're like twiddling your thumbs. Well, I've done it. Yeah. You know? And then there's a rush on for the other side of adulthood, which teenagers aren't ready for either mm -hmm. is, you know, like being sexually active and mm -hmm. drugs and drinking and all of those things that their brains aren't even, they think that they're ready for to handle. Mm -mm. It's, it's a scary world and it's getting yeah. scarier. Like it yeah. was scary when I was a teenager and I just feel like I think about my nephews, they just went into grade seven and you know, it's, the world is a very informative place now. Yeah. You know, and it's weird because the education system is, and the way we educate kids and the way we parent kids is like, we put them in this bubble where mm -hmm. they don't, we've talked about this before, where they don't experience things like we used to. Mm -hmm. And then, but the world outside is still pretty much the same. Yeah. So then they get out there and they're like, I, I, I don't like know. Like a deer in the headlights. I don't like, know. I don't understand. Like nobody taught me this Nobody shit. told me this was going to happen. Yeah. You know? So all the things that we feel like we were unprepared for, imagine how overwhelming the world must be 
for those kids. I feel today. like I, I kind of have a love hate relationship with like the internet and YouTube and all of this stuff, because I feel like it's informing young kids of very dangerous things. Mm -hmm. But then on the other side, I think of, you know, they're not going to be as bewildered as maybe I was when mm -hmm. I came into adulthood. Mm -hmm. Like, I just feel like I just was kind of, I think there's things that they're very, that are very good about that. You know, we grew, we on this Island, um, we're very isolated and we don't have a lot of exposure to different, it's, it's mm -hmm. getting a little better now, but you know, years ago we didn't, when I was a kid, there was no exposure to other cultures. No. Nope at all. You nope. knew nothing about other cultures. And you know, like you didn't, if you saw another culture, it was like, <gasps> it was on TV. Yes. It's, we've come a long way. Yeah. A long so way. So that's good. Yeah. But I still feel like there's a lot of pressure for kids to be grown up, Yeah, but not be grown up, like be grown up, but we don't really want to give you the skills because that might mean that you might have to have hard times. Well, and I feel like hard times are what shape us. Yeah. You know? Yeah unfortunately, yeah. but they do. Yeah. And it's, that's, it's tragic to me that they don't learn. I mean, I learned some hard lessons too, when I was a kid growing up and I don't know if it was all culturally related or not, but I mean, I learned a lot of things mm -hmm. growing up and I feel like kids are, are sheltered from that. I, when I was, I think it was grade eight. Um, I had a friend that was, uh, killed in a car accident and, um, that was the first time I'd lost anybody close to me at all in that way. And so when my kids were, um, younger and their grandparents passed away, um, I gave them the option of, you know, do you want to go and see them? And, um, I just feel like there's things that we need to not be afraid to expose our kids to because they're part of life. Mm -hmm. And to shelter them from that, maybe it's too much for them. But, you know, I had one of my kids didn't want to go and one of my kids did. Yeah. And I let them choose. I mean, they weren't babies when they were, they were still probably in elementary school. Yeah. But I gave them the choice mm -hmm. of whether they wanted to. I didn't force it, but, and I think there's things that kids, kids know what they can handle and what they can't handle. Yeah. And I feel like, um, going back to, they're so exposed to all the accepting, like the acceptance rules in life now. But like you said, like disappointment or, mm -hmm. um, or tough times, like we're trying to shelter them from that. When in reality, that's what you need. Like mm -hmm. you need life experiences mm -hmm. so that you can grow and you can mm -hmm. learn and you can know why this happened or, mm -hmm. you know, and the tools to deal with it, not mm. just, not just that we should just throw them out, you know, in the wilderness without yeah. any skills to survive, without any plant-based hot Here's dogs. Here's your caterpillar. My God. Go to it. <laughs> but I think that's what we do. We put them on the beach with the plant-based hot dogs and, you know. And expect them to be a normal human being. Look at what you got, foof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Instead of just saying, here's your stick and, you know, find a caterpillar and roast it. Yeah. Figure it out. Figure it out. They don't have any figure it outs. They I know. don't know how to figure things out because know. we figured it all out for them. I, I, I mean, this isn't every kid in the world, but no. you know, society in general. I had a, when I still had the shop, I had a girl come in. Um, she was just young. I would say like 
tops 14 and she had her mother's debit card and the tap wasn't working on it. And she was like mortified. She was like, she had no idea what to do, like that she had to insert the card and that there was a number that she had to put it. She like completely panicked and was like, I don't know what to do and ran out of the shop and went and got her mother. And I was like, how in the world does she not know? Well, Jenny, you know, I'm laughing because my kids, we went to Tim Hortons one day through the drive-thru mm-hmm. and, um, did they talk to the garbage can? No, I could, I was driving and I couldn't find my debit card. So Cohen let me use her debit card and she said it's tap. So when they handed me the thing, I literally like tapped it on the corner, like tap. And she laughed at me and I'm like, what? And she's like, that is not how you do it. You just lay it on. It's a little I'm sign. Like, what do you mean? Why do they call it tap then? Why don't they just call it lay upon? I don't know. I don't understand. So they make fun of me. Lay your card on I'm me. I'm the opposite. <laughs> the opposite. There's, there's this show title, Jenny. You lay your it. card on me. Lay your card on me. Anyway, I didn't know. And they, so, you know, that works both ways. I, I know how to insert, but I didn't know how to lay upon <laughs> or tap. I didn't know how to tap that. Anyway, I do know how to tap that now. So yeah, I do. I just feel like life experiences are kind of going, they were like thrown upon us when we were kids and now they're kind of just like going to the wayside. But I feel like maybe just a few life experiences, like don't push them into anything serious, but like, don't, you know, disappointment's a part of life. Yeah. Teach them how to deal with it. Teach them how to deal with it. Yeah. And it sucks. And I mean, also, do we know how to deal with it? Disappointment? Yeah. Like that's what, that's what I was um, talking to the kids about. Like, you know, I was 45 years old. Nobody ever taught me to breathe. Yeah. Nobody ever taught me to but that slow down. Nobody thing. ever told me that 10% of what somebody says is right. So you should listen for that. Like there's all those lessons, all those things that would just have made life so much easier if we had been brought up with that mindset. But if our parents had that mindset, but they didn't like my parents had three children. They both worked full time and it was just like mayhem in our house all the time because there was five bodies living in there and they needed to keep them fed and survive and you know, well, and what your parents had to deal with, the lessons that your parents learned, I mean, some of them are applicable, 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 but I mean, it was a whole new world Yeah, for them yeah. to have teenagers in 1995. Yes. Okay. Well, you know, and now I was 10. I have you know, almost, well, Cohen's 20 now. Yeah. In in the 2000s, I don't fucking know how to tap things. Like I can't help. There's things I can't help with because I I don't know. And you know, like all these things on the internet, I couldn't tell you how to safeguard anybody. I couldn't tell you how to safeguard my child against an explicit podcast. I don't think I did. I can barely turn on the fucking mic. You can't. I did it for you literally half an hour ago. You know, maybe I need to learn the lesson the hard way, Jenny. I think maybe you do. Maybe we should just do a podcast with my mic off the whole time and people can just listen to you for an It'll hour. It'll just be like silence and then my voice. Silence <laughs> and then my voice. Oh, I would pity them. It would be hellish to edit. I it can would be tell you that. Horrible. Anyway. That's it. Okay. <laughs> Peace out. Thanks for listening. 
If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support our podcast, please subscribe, rate and review, share with your friends and post about us on your socials. To catch all the latest from Jen and Steph, check out our website and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. You can find the links in the show notes. Thanks everyone. Catch you next time. Peace out, Trout.